0: and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System
1: Podcast. I'm a pillar in that networking group, and that has served me well. And like, I refer a ton of business to them, and they all come to me. You just have to like, stay in your lane and not worry about what the other six people are doing, and how are they pricing. (laughs) And once I had that breakthrough, the lid just came off the pot, and it's been full tilt boogie since then, so... (laughs)
0: a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code podcast7 to get your first month for only $7. That's portrait system.com and enter the code podcast7. My guest this week on the Portrait System is Angie Witten with My Harmony Photography. Angie is based in Puyallup, Washington, and she does a ton of headshots as well as boudoir and glamour-style portraits. Angie shares how once she did some self-value work, she jumped from giving away the farm for less than $200 to having a headshot average of $1,650 and a portrait average of $2,750. Something that has been so helpful for Angie is networking, and she shares exactly how she utilizes to help grow her business. Another thing we talked about is how she hates being on the phone, and she avoids doing phone calls at all costs, but she did find a workaround for getting them done. Angie has a huge heart and such positive energy, and she's been such an important part of our portrait system community. I'm so happy to have her on the show today. Okay, let's get started. Hi, Angie. How are
1: you? I'm fantastic, Nikki. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I'm super excited to be here. You know how much I love you. <laughs> Oh, I love you too.
0: It's so mutual. And and you were actually a guest on Kevin and Ashley used to do the
1: Thursday episodes. So I was. I was yeah. one ten, episode one ten.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of our listeners know you because you are so active and just helpful in our community. And I think if listeners are part of our community, I'm sure at some point you've had an interaction with them. <laughs> oh, I love so. that. <laughs> pretty awesome yeah well and and you before we get into your story and everything you helped facilitate our 90-day challenge the last round correct yeah the last two rounds two rounds yes yeah that's right awesome
1: yeah I love doing that this community has built me up to where I am and I love giving back and like bringing up the next people on the ladder climbing up the stairs so
0: ah you're so good like I love
1: it (laughs) I feel like that's kind of how we were set up. Like, mm-hmm. Sue is very
0: much like that, too. Like, who else can I elevate? Like, show me you're right. doing the work, and I will elevate you. And I feel like
1: you're like that, I'm like that. Like, we're, you know, it's just such a good, it's a good way to be. Yeah, it's like a staircase, right? And, like, Sue's higher up the staircase, I would venture to say at the top, she would maybe disagree, Um, but, and then there are people that are at different stairs and we're just helping the people that are just below us, right?
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Now, just real quickly, tell people what the 90-day challenge is in case they don't know what you're talking about and what we're talking about.
1: Sure. If you go on to the portrait system, you know, there are all the tabs for the different courses. And there's one that says the 90-day challenge. It used to be, if you've been around a long time, it used to be the 12-week startup. And the Mm -hmm. 90-day challenge is the revamped version of the 12-week startup. So basically it's broken into 12 weeks and we now have a pre-week that does studio setup and such. And each week has a different topic like posing and lighting and sales and marketing, pricing and products. And what we do in the 90-Day Challenge is Kevin um, is the one who leads it, and then us moderators support him in that, and we give homework each week, and we have a, a private group for that, and we go through the videos at the same time, so everybody's on the same week. And then if somebody has questions or struggles, the rest of the community and the moderators are there to help them through it. So it's just a oh, really such awesome... a good way. It's super awesome. The homework has been game-changer. Yep, that's such a good synopsis. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's talk about you, Angie.
0: Yeah. So, first of all, where are you located, and what
1: do you mostly shoot? Like, tell us about the genres that you shoot. Sure. I am near Seattle in a city called Puyallup, which, unless you're from here, you don't know where that is. <laughs> so, I'm close to Seattle, and I shoot mostly boudoir and headshots. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very different genres, but those seem to be the ones that I'm doing most lately. <laughs>
0: yeah, Yeah. All right. So take us back a little bit. Have you
1: always been a photographer? And if not, what did you do before that? Oh, that's a fun question. I have not always been. I've been a photographer for almost eight years professionally. And before that, I was in the car industry for almost 20 years. So automotive. Car industry. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So I did everything from office work to sales. I was auction purchaser, which was my favorite part of working in a dealership. I was general manager Helped with service and parts and all of those things. So awesome. Turns out I don't love cars. So (laughs) it didn't (laughs) make sense for me to do that. (laughs) And
0: then when you transitioned out of that career into this new one, like how did that go for you?
1: Uh, It was terrifying. So I had been at a family, like my family owned a dealership and I'd been there for 13 of the 19 years I was in the industry. And then my dad sold the business and I got laid off six months later. And I was terrified. And I started looking for work at different dealerships. And my husband said, what are you doing? Like, you hate this. And it was the day after we'd gotten, the trip we got engaged. So I came home from mm-hmm. Paris getting engaged and I got laid off. So he said... How, how
0: long ago was that? Eight years ago. Eight years,
1: okay. Yeah. So I came home from getting engaged in Paris, like best week of my life and got laid off. Mm-hmm. And hmm um, Wow. I started looking for work in dealerships because that's what I knew. And he said, you know, on our first date, you said if you could do anything, you would be a photographer, and I think you should do that. And I said, well, I can't just be a photographer. And he said, actually, it's one of the few careers that doesn't have a barrier to entry. So you (laughs) can just be one. So I just dove in. He said, let's give it two years and see if you can get legs under it. And if not, then you can go back to working in the car industry. And now I'm wildly successful. So,
0: (laughs) how cool on your first date, that's what you said. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. I know, like, who would have known? So funny. But he said, I don't know any non photographers that have like backdrop systems and lighting, and it's like, that's kind of strange. So, he used to be a so you um, already
0: had like equipment, so you were ready to go. Yeah,
1: Yeah. he used to be a TV cameraman, so he understands some of the industry. Very cool.
0: Yeah. All right. So, I know your husband said, okay, two years or whatever. Right. (laughs) So how did you spend that next how many months or, you know, a year or whatever preparing? Like, how did you get to the point where you are as successful as you are?
1: Yeah, thanks. I started just binging education, and that's how I found Sue, which was back in—it was the end of 2014. And then I— I did New York Institute of Photography because I thought that was like the best way to learn how to do photography, which it's a great thing that hangs on my wall, but I've learned so much more elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the first to say something like that. About about, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks nice on the wall, right? But I just dug in because I'm somebody that when I want to do something, I do it right. And I joined a networking group and that has been the biggest stream of leads that I've had throughout the whole time in business so I think I was three months old when I joined there and yeah that's that was huge for my business they just helped launch me so what,
0: what do you think about it like catapulted you because it was for I'm the same when it well at least for my personal branding stuff like right what was it about it that helped you
1: so the owners this is a private one it's not like a BNI or anything it's like a privately owned one uh, it has over 500 businesses in it there's no industry exclusiveness there's no mandatory attendance and when well, i joined you're it was speaking smaller my language. <laughs> right it was smaller when i joined i think there were maybe 250 members and we'd have they have two meetings a week and they'd have like 50 or 60 people at a meeting and i was the only photographer and I just started, they're like, oh, you do photography? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, do you do headshots? And I'm like, sure. Quickly Googles how to do headshots. And they're like, do you do babies? (laughs) You bet. Quickly Googles how to shoot babies, right? And um, they kind of forced me to learn how to do a bunch of the different genres. I had, um, right when I got laid off, I went to work at Penny's Portrait Studio for a few months. And that was a total shit show. It was Uh, that's how I learned to be fast and efficient. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was insane. But yeah, so the networking group really catapulted me because I had a pool of people that were looking for a photographer, all different kinds of genres. And it kind of forced me to learn what they were wanting. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, do you feel like you kind of mold? I mean, I know you said you learned what they were wanting, but do you feel like you kind of molded to what the t- you know, t- people typically want for headshots at the time, and have you evolved since then? Or, you know, how have you evolved since then? I guess.
1: Oh gosh, yes. So at first, it was just like I have to do the thing that they're looking for, and I have to be competitively priced. And mm-hmm. although I was listening to Sue, I wasn't believing that I could do it in my area. I was too new. My city's too small. My people won't pay that. I was stuck in that mindset for longer than I care to admit, and I. I just did it good enough. And then more photographers joined this group. And at one point there were seven of us in there and I realized I needed to be memorable in a good way. So I made sure that I went to every meeting. Everybody knows me. Like when the owners, they, they're travel agents, so they travel a lot. When they're out of town, I run the meetings for them because I've oh, positioned wow. myself that way. So I'm a pillar in that networking group and that has served me well and like I refer a ton of business to them and they all come to me you just have to like stay in your lane and not worry about what the other six people are doing and yes. how are they pricing and yes. once I had that breakthrough the lid just came off the pot and it's been full tilt boogie since then so yeah
0: I want to talk about that breakthrough we have a lot to talk about actually yeah I, I know, want to right? talk about that break, breakthrough but the reason I asked you about you know, did you kind of conform or morph to whatever they wanted initially? I think sometimes when we're just starting out or when we're not a hundred percent secure with our business and what we do and how we price and all of that, we tend to, like you said, like look around, okay, what is, what is everybody else doing? And I have to be competitively priced and all of that. And we end up kind of in this, in this like rut of not, (laughs) I don't know where in the end it's like, Yes, we need to give them what they need, but if we can elevate those services and like right. be the photographer, people want to book because they know like and trust us. Right, it just
1: becomes this whole new world of we can provide us, you know. Right, and when I was first going there, I thought, well, I'm just going to set up little headshots in the corner, and I mm-hmm. would set up my little booth and I would do headshots for. Oh God, I get twenty five dollars. <laughs> yeah, twenty five dollar yeah. headshots in the corner. Uh, it was a terribly lit casino. I found out that was a lot of work and zero profit. So I stopped doing that. And I just slowly built it up to where I was, you know, now I'm charging what I'm comfortable with. And the same networking group can handle that. So nobody told me I was a terrible person or I used to pay this or how dare you charge Mm -hmm, this. Like mm -hmm. once you get that out of your head and you stop focusing on it, so do other people. So... Mm -hmm. I I had a breakthrough with them as well because I was doing the, you know, the little headshots in the corner for $25, so. How did that breakthrough happen? In 2019, I went to Portrait Masters. And just being around like-minded people that were successful and hearing the stories about people that were in small towns and had been doing it for less time than I had, because I had the excuse of, like, I'm too new Mm and my people won't pay that and seeing that there were people that were newer than me in smaller towns and they had people that would pay it it's like well I need to do something here I need to take some action so Mm -hmm. I went outside of my comfort zone and I did it and now I'm actually more booked than I was back when I was the four hundred dollars for everything person (laughs) so <laughs> no kidding
0: yeah now will you tell people what your average sale is as far as um, sure both boudoir and for headshots
1: yes uh, well and I do I'm one of those crazy people that does all the genres because I do glamour I sometimes do newborns um, I do maternity and all of that pricing is the same except for headshots so my average for portrait work is 27.50 and awesome m- Angie wow thank you and my average for headshots is 1650. Sweet. And that's just like the um, just headshots, not branding. Branding falls under portraiture. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you have amazing, amazing averages. And there really is something about like when you said the breakthrough, you went to Portrait Masters, met a bunch of people doing the same thing. There is so much to be said about meeting other people who are doing it. And that's one of the reasons I love doing this podcast and why we put it out there so that, you know, people who were where you were, you know, however many years ago in 2019 and 2018 and where I was when I first started, like, yeah, right. Like who can actually charge that much money, (laughs) you know? And and you can, as long as you are connecting with your clients, you're providing, you know, photos that people love, Right. And you're making it a great experience.
1: Yeah. And it's funny, I have some accountability people that I'm with through Portrait System, and they're more in the starting out phase. And so when they hear my numbers, they're like, oh my gosh, like that seems so far away. And the other day I found I had a Facebook memory come up from December of 2019, and it was I had a 199 special. You got a 30-minute session with five digitals, five different backdrops, and 50 foil-lined Christmas cards. Oh, my God. I'm like, this is not that long ago, people. Like, you were working for negative. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this is not that long ago, people. Like, Mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. not. And I did at the beginning of COVID where you could pay $35 and I would Photoshop your kid's image on a Santa picture. Like, this is not that long ago. Yeah, And once you break through, it's like everything opens up. Wow.
0: All right. So I know you said most of your referrals come from the networking groups, but like I know some people are intimidated by networking. And I know that you are someone who, you know, you're so outgoing, you're so friendly, you're so supportive of so many people. So I know that helps when it comes to networking.
1: Right. But there are also people in the networking group that are very introverted. Mm Mm-hmm. And they do really well as well. So even if it's not your bailiwick, if that's not your superpower, you can find people that align with you at something like that. And if you don't want to do it, there's online stuff too, right? Where you're not getting in front of people. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Do you
0: feel like you have to work just as hard now at like the networking game that you did when you first started?
1: Not at all. Or is it
0: more of a snow? Yeah. Okay. Talk to us about that.
1: Once I built relationships with like the owners of this networking group, or two of my best friends. And, you know, when you have a group that big and the people that run it are backing you and they say, we trust her, that's huge. And Mm -hmm. just building those relationships. And I had like, you know, my 10 people in that group that were my go to people that. I'm a brand ambassador for them and they are for me and once I created those relationships and they're all across the spectrum everything from like a Mary Kay person to an insurance agent to a roofer like there's all sorts of genres of work and once you start creating those relationships then you have all these little ambassadors that are going out telling people about you. Yeah. And when I show up to the meetings I used to be like oh, I'm a photographer. And if you know anybody who's pregnant, that's a great referral for me. And if you heard of anybody that just got engaged, you know, I was that person. And now I'm like, I talk more to get to know them. And I say like, oh, I'm a photographer. And then I ask them about them. And what I found is once they know I'm a photographer, they'll let me know if they need me. Mm -hmm. Like they'll Mm -hmm. let me know if they have a question. So if I'm asking about them, then you know, we like to hear us talk about ourselves, right? So mm-hmm. if I'm asking about them, and then they'll come back to like, well, what kind of photography you do? And I'll give them my cantilever. I don't know exactly how to say it. I call it my accordion. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, accordion card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah and, yep. So, but just real real quick for people who might not know, it's kind of like a business card that folds out so that you can see, you can have multiple photos and show a little bit of your portfolio. Right. it has in it. Instead eight of just one business it. card. Right, yeah
1: yep. yep. Perfect. Okay. So I um, I give those and then sometimes, you know, sometimes it's a slow burn. It takes a couple months and somebody will come up to me and they're like, oh yeah, I was thinking you were at my table a couple months ago. And they're like, I'm not ready yet. And I say, I always say like, you'll let me know when you're ready. It's all good. Mm-hmm. I'm not chasing anyone. That's the thing yep. is like, I just, my husband says it's like a game to me. Anytime we go to a party or anything, it's like, how can Angie figure out a way to mention that she's a photographer? because it's, it's almost like a game. Once I can get that in, then they'll let me know if they need me Mm -hmm. instead of trying to push it, you know?
0: Yes, totally. And, and you said something back when, when we first started the interview, when you said no one got mad at you when you said your pricing, like no one was like, how dare you or whatever. And then, you know, like you just said, now you'll say, well, I'm here when you're ready. I've had the same experience where it's like, I was so scared to be like, um, well, the minimums a thousand dollars you know at first right. i was like oh god but literally people if it's not like they were ever like no they'd be like oh you know what you're how a little bit you? out of my budget right now like you know you're a little bit out of my budget right now but i'm gonna save up or right. you know you know it's just not in the cards i just started my business so i'm just not there yet like sure no one was ever mad at me or like right. oh,
1: like, how dare you <laughs> and then so
0: many of those people months or years later would come back and book. Not always, but very often. I have to so, tell you,
1: can I tell you a story about one of my clients? Of course. I have a, um, a Facebook VIP group for Boudoir, which I'm not really active in anymore. But I had been active in it for a while. And this woman came in one day for a consultation. And she said she'd been following me for three and a half years in that group. And she'd been saving money. And she had like wow. a stack of cash. And this woman was clearly coming from lower means. Like, she was not driving up in a Lexus. Like, she was clearly in the lower spectrum of income. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I've been waiting because I really want to do this for myself. And I, like, she was like, I have followed every post you've done since you started this group. And Nikki, I didn't even know this woman existed. Like, I didn't even know she was a person until she came in and inside, I wanted to discount her, right? Like, I didn't want to, it's like the widow's might. I didn't want to take all the money this lady had. But also, if I would have given her a discount at that point, it would dishonor the fact that she had saved up for herself, mm-hmm. right? Like, and that would, like, negate that she had done something for her. And you bet your Tush, I gave her the best session of my life. Like <laughs> and she wound up getting an album and you know, it's just such a great experience. So you don't know if people have been following you for years and they're just saving up, right? Yep. Like you don't yep. know where somebody's at. So if 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 you're not getting bookings, like just keep at it. It will, it will pan out. You said something
0: really important there. So instead of discounting, you just gave her an incredible experience. And maybe right. maybe in the end, you know, it's giving a bonus photo or two or, so, you know, something like that instead of right. discounting. It's like you're just adding more value to what you're
1: giving them instead of, like, taking money off. Right. And this woman refers me to everybody. Like, anytime I get tagged in a local neighbor group, it's always her. Like, she is a huge evangelist for me. So it, it was. Great. It just struck me that, like, when she left that day after the consultation, like, I didn't even know this woman existed, and she's been putting away twenties for three years to work with yeah, me. Yeah, that's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Like, what a awesome thing that we're doing for people. Mm-hmm. That we're giving them that.
0: Absolutely, and and I know that you are really, really huge on relationship building, and even like when yeah. I think about like the relationship that we've formed. I've spoken a couple times at, at a couple conferences recently, and when I see – well, first of all, whenever I see you, I'm just, you know, so happy to hug you and catch up and whatever. Mm, I
1: love you so much. But,
0: <laughs> but both times, of, I you know, I, I get nervous to get up there and speak. Like, I can interview people with my eyes closed, but put me up on stage, right. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I mean, hopefully it doesn't come off
1: like that. Oh, but my gosh. My you're heart, so my good on beating, stage, you know? Nikki. You're so good on stage. Don't say that about yourself. Careful Thank what you, you. say. And,
0: you know, <laughs> inside, my heart is pounding. Right. However – Each time when I would see you in the audience, I would, like, feel better knowing that, like, you're so engaged and there. And and I know that you provide that for your clients, this, like, genuine interest and just support. And, And I feel like that probably transfers into, like, how you communicate and interact with your clients in general.
1: Right. And thank you for saying that. I feel the same about you. And, you know, I just, I took the wealth dynamics that Sue had recommended. Yes. And she said that you and I are exactly the same. Star supporter. (laughs) And she was like, that's interesting. You and Nikki are exactly the same. And I was like, I love that. I would love to be exactly like Nikki. Oh, that's awesome. So I feel the same about you. You're also very supportive and encouraging and always have a kindness when you're approached and always open to relationships. So I think that, um, I think you get what you give. Right? Yeah, yeah, Like definitely. if you're good to people, they'll be good to you.
0: It's true, it's true. Yeah. And, and if you can, it's not like you have to be best friends with your clients or anything like that, but just the energy that you're giving them when you're with them and making them feel important is so crucial. And yeah. I know that you have a pretty amazing system of communication with your clients from like start to months afterwards. Right. Like, do you build a relationship at the beginning You know, like take us take us through the whole process.
1: Absolutely. So I have put in time to create really solid workflows within my CRM, which is a customer relations manager. Is that what that stands for? I think it is. Uh, I don't even (laughs) know. That's a good question. Wait, real real
0: quick though, Angie. When I say like, I don't want people to think that you always have to be in person, face to face, to build a relationship. Like some of this happens through email. Some of this happens. Most of it's through through email. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I like don't want it. people to think that it always has to be in person. So I just want right. to put that out there. Okay, right. So your CRM.
1: Yep. <laughs> right. So I set up workflows that have 17 touch points between first contact and 90 days after the session. And those touch points can either be, like, I'll send a video text to people the day before their session, like, Hey, Nikki, I'm so excited to see you tomorrow. Um You know you're probably nervous, but just know you're going to rock it, and I can't wait to work with you. Just a little video video text,
0: text. yeah, like brilliant.
1: It takes takes ten seconds, right? It's like how long does that take to do? And they feel like, oh my gosh, she made a little video for me, and it takes seconds. Like if you look at tomorrow's schedule, just send them a quick video clip. I fun fact about me: I don't do phone calls like ever. There are like three people in the world that I answer every time because I have phone anxiety really bad. Uh, so I have an assistant that does the phone calls. Bless her heart, Rebecca. I love you more than life. <laughs> She's amazing. She's also my associate shooter and my makeup artist. I think you actually met her at WPPI. So she has green hair. Oh, Oh! yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Rebecca. Anyway, so first contact, they get an email from me that says like, hey, we're excited that you're interested in this. When's a good time for us to call you? In the next day or two. And then Rebecca gives them a call and does a basic phone consultation and then sets them up to either work with me or to book them. And then I have all of these touch points along the way that are either texts or emails that have things like, you know, the prep guides or what does the parking lot look like? Um, What am I supposed to wear? Things you're probably freaking out about right now. (laughs) You know, day before the session, they get the text and the email. And then the day after the session, like, wasn't that a blast? And you know, I just have all of these touch points and my clients feel very educated and they never walk in like, was I supposed to do my nails? Like they know exactly what is expected of them. So it's not a, like an X factor that they're walking into. Mm-hmm. And I set up these workflows in the CRM so that it's automated. The only thing that I have to physically do is Rebecca calls them and I send the text video. That's all that I do. Everything else is completely automated from the invoicing to the contract to the prep guides, all of that stuff. And that's fantastic. Thank you. And then like a week after the IPS, they get the request for reviews, which is why I have great Google rating. And then 90 days after the session, they get an email that says, we're getting ready to archive your session. Is there anything else you wanted to order before we do so? And I would say about 10% of my clients go in and order more before I archive it. That's awesome, because you're putting a little bit of urgency there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I tell them at the, I, you know, they know before the IPS that, which is in-person sales. Sorry to use Thank acronyms. <laughs> where I'm doing like a an ordering session. They know at that session, because sometimes people say, well, can I come back in a few months? And it's like, absolutely. We just charge for an additional ordering session because it takes time. So I have a fee, which nobody has ever Used because they don't want to pay a second fee. Right. So, but then I say in 90 days, we'll archive your session. And if you want to order anything after that, then there is a $99 unarchiving fee just to get your photos back off of the hard drives. That's really
0: smart. So, I mean, it, that's an incentive to do it then, right? Right then and yeah. there. Yeah. Now, for people out there who are ready for a Rebecca, <laughs> how do you,
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs>
0: How did you find her, I guess? And then what, you know, other than phone calls and that sort of thing, are there other things she does for you? Like, how would people find a Rebecca?
1: Yeah, Rebecca's amazing. Um, So she actually approached me. I, about once a month, have new photographers reach out to me and say, like, hey, I'm new in photography. Are you looking for an assistant or an apprentice or things like that? And I always meet with them. So I say, come into my studio. We'll chat for an hour and see what you're looking for. And a hundred percent of the time I turn them to portrait system. So they walk in and usually it turns into they want to show me their work and get some validation that they're on the right track, that they could be professional, you know? And I say, I give them homework that they need to go watch a couple of videos and then come back and tell me what they learned. Because I do, I think that the portrait system is the most comprehensive education for photographers that does exist and ever will exist, period. Um, It covers everything. So Mm -hmm. that is a baseline starting. If you're just starting out, like 100% of the time I tell them to go there. Yeah, I do too. Right? So Rebecca came at me and she said, I'm a makeup artist and I want to be a photographer. And I just bought this really expensive photography course where she had cashed out her savings. Like, and she said, I don't understand any of it. And she said, I would like to help you if you'll mentor me. And I was like, okay, what does that look like to you? And she said, I will do makeup for free if you let me assist you during sessions. And I said, okay, I love that you're coming at me with, here's what I'm going to do for you instead of just, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Instead of just, I'll buy you coffee. It's like, okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. (laughs) So, she, I said, I want to pay you for the makeup because I want you to show up. Like, you know, if, if you're not paying someone and they're driving 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't know her very well at that point. I said, I'll pay you for the makeup. And if you stay and assist me and you move the lights and the backdrops and grab me the lens, then I will not charge you for watching me, basically. So we did that for about a year And then we started, I said, okay, and she has her own photography business. And I started watching her work and I'm like, you're getting good. Like you're getting, you're getting really good. So I said, why don't we start tandem shooting? So she stays for every session and then she'll grab a few shots as well. Right. So I'll tell the client, fun fact, you get two photographers, right? Like if she can stay and if she wants to do it. So I was, um, vetting her work, I guess. And now she's my associate. So the way I found her is she approached me. So I don't know if there's a way to put it out there that you're willing to, maybe just putting it in the universe that you're willing to help photographers. She was hungry. Like she was hungry to learn and she was willing to do the work. And like for Christmas, I got her a portrait system membership. I took her to WPPI. Like she does, she does all of my phone calls aside from like my kids and my husband. Um, <laughs> she does all my calls and my makeup. She still does the hair and makeup. So That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how to find a Rebecca. I was, by the grace of God, she showed up at my door. <laughs> so, <laughs> my husband said, you just need 10 Rebeccas right now. <laughs> Gosh.
0: Well, you know, it, there's something to be said about, about not doing the things that you don't want to do,
1: like right. phone calls, for example. Yeah. <laughs> I have serious phone anxiety, Nikki. It's like crippling. Yeah, that's that's hard. Yeah, I can speak in front of a thousand people, can't answer the phone, and it's triggered from a car accident I was in. Oh. Uh, there's PTSD there, but um, it's like it's ridiculous to me that I can do these things that are crazy, intense adrenaline things, but I can't answer the phone. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, but so, that's okay, and yeah, you have Rebecca to do it for you. We, so I just had like, to
1: come up with a. I had to come up with another way. So yeah. And make it work, and you have. That's yeah. fantastic.
0: Now, let's talk a little bit about how you get these great sales averages. So let's start with your regular portraits. How do you price those?
1: Um, so Felicia Reed, who's a mentor in the portrait system, helped me yes, with my pricing. I love Felicia. I love her awesome. so much. She's amazing. So I, I did a mentoring session with her, and she went over my pricing, and she was like, a confused mind says no, and I don't understand what any of this means. So we're going to pare it down. So I have like amounts of images per package. So I have a 10 image package, 20 and 30. 10 images is 1,600. 20 images is 2,800. 30 images is 3,600. And with that, you get a choice of either a folio box or an album and matching digitals. And then wall art is Sue's pricing. It's 2.75 and up. And then digitals are 200 each, which is what I do for headshots. So it's the session fee, which is 350, includes hair and makeup. Unlimited outfit changes. I don't put a time limit on because if they're wearing seven outfits, they're buying seven images. Right. Most people buy the middle package of 20. And then if they want 25, I just figure out like what's in between 2800 and 3600 and kind of go around there. And I show uh, about 60 per uh, viewing. Awesome. And we just do. An ordering session here in my studio. We do it on a TV. I don't do a printed reveal because I'm not that organized. <laughs> it's like too much to keep up on. I'm like, yep, wait, I where did the, Do I have the mats mm-hmm. for that? So we just do. I have a big screen here, and we do it on there. And we yes, no, maybe, and we get to the yeses, and then they decide if they want album or folio. Awesome. Super easy. Now,
0: yeah, when you say you have a big screen here, tell us. I'm sorry, I'm at space. my studio right now. <laughs> yep, yeah. Uh, so tell people about that.
1: Yeah, so I'm in a strip mall. It is a 750 foot uh, square. Start over. <laughs> it's yeah. a 750 square foot studio. That a third of it is sectioned off for office and hair and makeup, and then two thirds of it is shooting space. I have three different backdrop systems. I have beautiful window light. I do have the dreaded eight foot ceilings, but I make them work. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it's it's rough to do Vanity Fair. They have to be seated. But other than that, I don't really have a lot of limitations as far as the space. So I love my space. And yeah, it has like a little storage area out back that I can put all my stuff in. And in the office area, I have like a viewing and ordering area. So I love my space. It's not huge. It doesn't need to be, though. Right. I mean, it's it's funny. I think people
0: think they need a ton of space, which 750 square feet It's a lot of space. That's double what one of my studios
1: was for four years that I shot in. It's a lot of space. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, and I do not do same day reveals. I I did that a few times and then I had like a card reader crap out on me and it was just too, too stressful. So it's about, I'm about a week after a session we do the ordering session.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, that's great though. A week is a good turnaround
1: time. Do you do your own retouching? I do. I do really light retouching. One of the things of my brand is that I don't edit people Mm -hmm. because I think it sends the wrong message. And that's what I, you know, it's part of my marketing is that I'm not going to Photoshop you unless you ask for it. Because I think it's like saying, Nikki, you're almost beautiful. I'm just going to fix you real quick. So that's what I tell my (laughs) clients and they love that. And I say, when we get to your yeses at your ordering session, we'll go through each of those yeses and we'll ask if there's anything else you want edited. And at that point, You know, I can turn you into a unicorn if you want me to, but I don't think it's my job to decide what you should look like. So, and my clients love that. So, my tagline for my business is I believe that when trust is present, magic happens. And everything I do is based on trust. So, is this trustworthy? And I think that just letting people decide how they want to be photoshopped for me is trustworthy. Yeah. Because it's not like tricking them into like, well, I'm just going to liquefy you and make you feel like a million bucks. But then they notice that you've gotten rid of the chin or the arm bump or whatever. So that's just how I do it. Yeah.
0: I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and there are some clients who are going to want you to Photoshop the shit out of them.
1: Oh, totally. And I will. I'm happy to do it.
0: Sure. Yeah, exactly. But you're, yep, I love that.
1: I'm not doing it out of the gate because that's not how I built my brand.
0: Yep. Yep. Very cool. How do you co- kind of communicate your brand, out, you know, putting it out there? Like, I know you just said your tagline, but yeah. Like, do you include all of that in your pitch
1: and that sort of thing? I mean, it's on my marketing materials. I kind of brand myself as the blue haired swearing grandma that takes really <laughs> awesome photos. <laughs> so I'm very um, ridiculous during a session. My personality is more Peter Hurley than Sue Bryce, <laughs> for sure. I'm not refined or polished. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a little bit crazy. <laughs> I'm like, Sue
0: isn't really that much either, I might say. I mean, say. Okay. Well, I
1: she's mean her, her forward-facing so. personality, because I have seen the yeah. silly, goofy side of her as well. But oh, uh, yeah. she's a I'm hoot. just <laughs> totally ridiculous. She is a hoot, and I absolutely adore her. But I'm like, I'm not polished. Like, mm-hmm, I find mm-hmm. Sue enchanting. That's the word that I came up with when I first came across her is like she's a very enchanting woman. Like you want you want to hear more about what she has to say no matter what she's talking about. And yeah, I wouldn't call true. myself enchanting. <laughs> I'm like the class clown that's super fun to hang out with and will listen and cry with you and laugh with you and all of those things, but I'm I wouldn't think I'm enchanting, I guess.
0: Well, it's interesting. People have different takes on on how we, right. you know, sure. they see us. Yeah.
1: For sure. Because I
0: would see you as more enchanting than you think. Like, you
1: know, <laughs> right. But. Our own version of it, right? So yeah, I think that my, the sure. brand that I put out there is more of a carefree, silly, messy bun. Like, we're going to have a bang of time. You're going to love your photos. Like, I'll probably swear, unless there are small children around. Um, <laughs> My website says I'm powered by coffee and badassery. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just a little ridiculous, but I decided to just really hone in on who Angie is and not try to be who anybody else right, is. Right. Right. So I've got I me love dialed in. And, and that's I know, how it
0: should be. I mean, yeah. you're going to, you're going to attract people who really love your brand and your personality. Right.
1: That's yeah. what we want ultimately. Yeah. Terry Hofford's been a huge influence on me. Over the last year or oh, two. Awesome. Yeah. I just I just love her. Her talk at this Portrait Masters we just went to was I mean, I was shaken. I was completely shaken because I was like, that's my story. Like she's telling my story from the stage. And I feel like yeah. so many of us felt that. So it's I mean, what a powerful community we have that just hits you right in the feels, right? Oh yeah. It's really incredible. Isn't
0: that the truth? It is. <laughs> a lot of powerful
1: um speakers and instructors and you did such a great job on your talk too i was so proud of you thank you i enjoyed doing it i was in the front row just like beaming at you (laughs) you're a great speaker i saw you (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm always there getting behind the scenes (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) whenever i uh attended a conference before. And even to this day, I I always try to just take one like golden nugget from each speaker. And I'm always still learning from from people. If I can just get that one golden nugget instead of, you know, I'm not the best student. I can't sit still very long. Like, I'm like, (laughs) what's for dinner? Like, and you know, what's happening that like, I just have a hard time. I've always been like that as a student, you know, so I'm always just trying to have just one takeaway. And there's always something that I take away from each, each speaker that I watch. Right, It's it's amazing.
1: I just think that anybody who's listening who hasn't been to Portrait Masters, I mean, we're coming off of the, it's like the hangover from being with all of our friends and like Mm -hmm. having the time of our life. It's like, I want to be back there every single week, but I don't know that my body could handle that. If you haven't been, next time it comes up, just go. It's, you know, the camaraderie and the education and the shooting bays and the trade show and, you know, all of the events. It's just, it's second to none.
0: It is. It's remarkable. I I was, I was telling my husband and, and I was even, I was trying to tell, you know, some of my friends, I was like, it's the craziest thing. Like I could look in any direction and I would be able to see this person and I have a connection with them, whether it was through online or meeting them in person or, but you know, when you have this kind of commonality and just passion and love for the industry and what we do, you just automatically connect. Like we have so many people who didn't know anybody coming in and we have the red ribbon program. So if you're by yourself, someone is gonna grab you and be like, hang out with us. You know, it's just so right.
1: It's inclusive.
0: Like when we were at the VIP event, I was looking around. I'm like, I literally know every single person in here. (laughs) Like I have a connection with
1: every single it was so yes wonderful. It's just it's just the best. It just fills your heart. And then you get home and you're like now what? Well, you have to implement it, right? Mm-hmm. So we had all of these amazing speakers and we got to play with new toys and we got to photograph some incredible models and have little side conversations with people that are making 10 times what we're making. And it's like, what do you take away from that? How do you boil that down into action? And you just have to baby stuff it and like figure out how, like, what am I taking away you know, I know I know the steps I'm taking going forward after coming off of it, and I think that um, if you can come back from something like that and know how you grew from it, that's powerful, super powerful. Oh, it sure is. It sure yeah. is.
0: Well, on that note, I appreciate you sharing everything, Angie. I'm glad we yeah. finally got you on as a full guest. I know. Me
1: too. I appreciate you.
0: This was, I feel like this is a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> but I do still have the questions I always ask at the end of each episode. Yes. And the first question is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot?
1: My voice. Mm. My mm-hmm. voice is, you know, our voices are powerful. And they can mm-hmm. be used to encourage, to uplift, to laugh, to direct, to sing, to cry. I do all of those during a session. So, you know, the client isn't going to feel comfortable if you don't have your voice. They're relying on you. So for me, my voice is the biggest tool. It's as important as my camera.
0: That's a really beautiful answer. I love that. Thanks. Thank you. And you're the reason they're there. You know, they connected with you right. in some way. They you know, right. they saw your work. They like you. And so I love that answer. Thank you. All right. Number two, how do you spend your time when you're not working?
1: It used to be singing, which is why I'm Harmony Photography. But I ah, haven't really sung much since I did COVID. Not know that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't do karaoke, so you won't hear me up on stage there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it used to be singing, but now it's mostly spending time with my family. Two of my grandsons and my son and his wife live with us. And um, then we have another grandson that's, and my daughter and her husband that live close by. And then we have a daughter in Idaho. So spending time with family, we do a lot of board games. Lots of board games. Probably board games. That's the the short answer. That's awesome. Board games with family. (laughs) I love board
0: games. I I love games. Card
1: games, board games. I love it. Game shows. We just uh, got turned on to Raccoon Tycoon. Raccoon Tycoon. It's super fun. It sounds ridiculous. It takes about 45 minutes to play. It plays two to five players. Highly recommend. Okay. I'll check it out. And I think, how old are your kids? Four and six. Four and six. So the six-year-old probably could track. Maybe the four. I don't know. Anyway, Raccoon Tycoon is amazing. (laughs) Okay, awesome.
0: We just started playing life. (laughs) My kids can can swing that. But my in-laws and I, me and Dan and my in-laws and my brother-in-law, like we will um, play games sometimes. You know, when the kids go to bed and yeah, the more adult games. You know, so fun. Right. (laughs) All right, number three. What is your favorite
1: inspirational quote? Okay, I actually have two, and I did ask permission ahead of time if I could do two. So, sure. my first one is Marilyn Monroe, and it's We are all of us stars and we deserved a twinkle. Oh, I like that. Thanks. I had that in my studio for a while, it was hanging on the wall. And then um, it wouldn't be a portrait system podcast without some Sue in it. So, I have my favorite Sue quote, which uh, she did in her manifestation talk at 2019. Mm-hmm. And she said, I promise you, universe, I will activate opportunities for me to grow and succeed, and I will have the courage to walk towards them. If you give me an opportunity, I'm going to take it, and I will not hold myself back, no matter the fear or the discomfort.
0: Oh, chills. Huge, right? I mm-hmm. know. That is a good one.
1: I have that hanging in my room.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I'll have to let her know you
0: you use that one. She'll love it.
1: <laughs> uh. It's, it's like, of all the nuggets that she's given us, that's my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You don't get it if you, if you don't ask for it. That's true. You know, ask the universe. It's not going to show up unless you ask. That's true.
0: <laughs> and what would you tell people who are just starting out, Angie?
1: Um, there's a lot of, there are a lot of topics to work on. Dig into the self-value first, because that is what will align you and get you in the proper head space, mind space, and heart space for the rest of the things so do not discount the self-value do it first
0: yes that's solid solid advice yeah and if Thanks. you listen to this podcast often you'll hear <laughs> that this is this is a woven throughout all of the episodes is often it's about you have to do the
1: self-value work it's the biggest piece of the puzzle this yeah. is a big puzzle we're working on and i think the self-value for me at least was the biggest piece yeah getting your mindset right is it's second to none Same. so
0: Yeah. Awesome. And where can people find you online?
1: My Instagram is myharmonyphotography. And my website is myharmonyphotography.com. And Facebook is the same, myharmonyphotography. Fantastic.
0: Well, thank you again, my dear. And I can't wait until the next time I see you in person. But for now, I will see you in the Facebook group. Okay. Thank you so much, Nikki. Sweet. Thank you again, honey. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to subriceeducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.